This is a Fantastic Stories podcast. Over 600, but only one saved or survived. this voice recorder I guess because I can overplay stuff um, really weird I it's not really weird thing about cult entertainment let's say to entertain myself over Christmas being alone it's Christmas day I'm in a, a natural preserve, kind of in my own little area, where I have privacy. And it's a nice weather in Florida. It's Christmas and it's 75 degrees, 72 degrees, 72, probably 70 degrees, probably 68 maybe, because I have my two, two shirts on and I'm slightly chilly. So. But I got two coats if I wanted to. And overnight I had two coats on. It's nice in a way. But I'm thinking about the entertainment that I'm watching. uh, That I'm on my phones. Because I have these phones. I have two cell phones. They're like 5.5 inch phones. Diagonally. They're like 5 year old development wise. But they're only like 2 year old. 1 or 2 year old phones production-wise, from China. They're identical phones. So they, I could switch switch batteries. That's that was just luck. Luck of the shit. See, this is the luck of the shit. It's not, it's not like luck of the shit. It's, it's like I lose things. I lose things, and then I gain things. It's like I lost. I 
left a couple good umbrellas on a bus or, or one time on a bus and the other time in a just it's like and then and then I find an umbrella that nobody claimed nobody claimed and it was just sitting there for hours and I said well I'm gonna claim it and this other lady saw one of one of my old older older umbrellas and it's like it was falling apart. It's like flipping out. It was a really bad day. And she said, do you want an umbrella? She gave me a used umbrella. But man, god damn, this is a fucking 50. Although it's used, you can tell by a couple of stains on it. And the Velcro is old. But it's a wooden. It's like a wooden. Got a wooden rod. God damn, beautiful. Fucking rich man's umbrella. She gave it to me out of her car. She said, you want an umbrella? Because, I don't know, she saw me. She just saw me because, I don't know, you carry around at Cuck Leisure Packs. I'm wearing old, on my blue jeans. I got three pairs of blue jeans. My two nice-looking, nicer, clean-looking blue jeans are, one's in my pack and one is in my stash. I'm wearing the older ones because the older ones just don't stink or anything yet. So, just keep wearing them, you know. It's not why I turned this on. Um, I turned this on because I was... Okay, umbrellas. Okay, finish the story about the umbrellas because then I go to... I'm back at the... Oh, gosh. It's like when you lose things, you find things. I, I, I already recorded that this really nice guy, Joe, who I had, who don't get offered me a McDonald's once, and I said, no, I'm not hungry. And I don't know if he's a born-again or, or, or something, or but he's apparently a businessman or running a strip strip mall or something and then i had an hour-long conversation the next sunday with him with because i told him my story you know just chit-chatting just guys you know he's a panera bread and would just have me sit and occasionally have a place sit down chairs versus sit up chairs and and he said well and he and i told him well oh, i bought two of these power cords for like with tax two 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 fourteen at the dollar store, and wow, both of them work. And he noticed how many power cords I was trying to plug into my phones and make my chargers or whatever. He says, "Oh, I got a charger. I'll give it to you next time I see you. I'll put it in my car." I know. And then two, three weeks later, I haven't seen him. I just this guy named Joe because I've seen him enough times. He gave me a like I said, he gave me a couple bucks there. Here or there, it's no big deal. It's not like he's a donor or anything. And he just happens to have this this item that he doesn't use. And it was like a brand new item. It was like a five-year-old item, but it was still in the package. And it was a double power charger. It's like and I looked it up, it's that's twenty that's a twenty dollar charger. And it's solar powered. So it's like that's what I'm powering. I'm powering up my phone on that. It's like luck of the draw sometimes. It's like I lose things, you lose things. It's like one time I lost a, a headset. Now, I don't know where the fuck happened to it. Uh, a Bluetooth. I lost it, just lost it on a blue. And then, then I got my own Bluetooth now. But uh, Bluetooth now, because the wire got twisted, only one of the headset, one of the, one of only the right side works, let's say. But it still works for Bluetooth. And I prefer to do that because anytime you put a cord in your pocket on a headset on a, on a regular headset which only have one left now that works on both ears 
one of them's going to like bust out. It's, it, it doesn't take too long for the, the cords to freak out on you. And it doesn't not, it doesn't matter how expensive the headset is. If it's a $1 headset versus a $50 headset, if you just put it in, the, in your pocket and it, it wiggles around too much, something's going to go wrong with the wiring. That's just the way it is. So I'd like to have another Bluetooth headset. That's, but it doesn't matter. But this, I don't have to have any. Okay, what I want, what I really want, is a laptop. I want a laptop so I can have portable. So I'm gonna portable. That's an extra power pack again. Okay, I'm saying this because the library's been closed Thursday, Friday, and Saturday and Sunday now four days in a row and I'm a Christmas so it's a day two of no library but guess what I got this extra power pad and I got a, I got a top on that I got a top around that that'll blow you it's like blowing your mind it's like like I say you lose things you find things the thing about the umbrella okay I find in the bathroom this umbrella it just happens to be in the bathroom stall that I'm in I just it's just sitting there and I'm sitting there for fucking Okay, I, I, I have a little bit of, I don't know, everybody kind of has a, occasionally, last extra long. It's like it feels like you're done, you're number two, and you're like, it feels like you're done. You think, oh, I got to go again. And then the fucking, somebody knocks on the door, fucking manager. You've been here for, in here an hour. I said, no, I haven't been in here. I'm barely in here 20 minutes. And there's another guy standing there. And then I say, you're invading my space. And you don't even have, you know, I have an argument with the manager. So well, I'm calling the police. Well, I, said, I want you to call the police. Of course, I want you to leave, whatever. So I, whatever, I left. But I took that umbrella because it was just sitting there. <sighs> it's a brand new, like, golf umbrella. So it's like, well, gee whiz. I mean, might as well take it. Okay, what happened, uh, like, a week, three days, four days later, earlier it's not I, but the thing is i know i can go back to that panera bread to, to sit there i know that because that's part-time manager on a weekend on christmas eve he's not the regular manager i've seen the regular manager the regular manager asked me once to say you can't eat food in here or whatever because one time one time i took <laughs> i went to i had chips and dip that i brought in and Eating it inside. Says, well, I could eat it outside, right? He says, yeah, that's okay. So, and that was before the pandemic. So, yeah, the tensions are a little higher during the pandemic, definitely. Okay, but, but beyond the umbrella, this is, a this is a $20 golf umbrella. This is a $20 golf umbrella. It's all brand new. And like I said, now, now I've got abundance of umbrellas. But the thing is that two weeks earlier, I lost a golf umbrella with one little broken thing. One broken part of it, it was I just left at the bus stop. I left it just sitting there. I was sitting at the bus stop, waiting to get a library. I went into the library, but I didn't put the umbrella right on top of my packs. So I forgot about it. And then I didn't realize it until an hour later. And then I walked back outside from the library and it was gone. Of course, somebody taking it. But it's like you give and you take and it's like, oh, well, okay. But the abundance, talk about abundance. 
Oh my gosh. Now I'm not feeling guilty. I'm not feeling guilty because I, 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 shit. I turn, I have an extension cord. I plug, usually you're going to Panera Bread on Sundays because the library is closed. So go in there because you can get download, upload, whatever. You, you know, I can download and power up everything. And, and I don't, I, I got a cup and I could just get ice for free and ice water and, you know, just, it's real easy. And I get extra little Kleenex paper towels or whatever. And it's like, I sit there for hours and nobody bothers you. You don't even have to have a mask on. There's nobody has a mask. You know, my, I got a mask is hand, hanging on my head and everybody else is don't even, some people don't even have a mask down here, but it doesn't matter. It's either hanging in your head or it's your ear. And Okay, so I sit there and I, I, plug, I, I take my extension cord and pick it behind the chair. And I say, there's a huge power pack there. And it's like 7 a.m. The place is open. It's like, this is some kind of huge, well, I don't know what this is, some power pack or something. So I sit there for, I'm thinking, well, gee, what's this? So, I mean, somebody lost his power pack? It's like, it's like, it's like a plug-in power pack or something. And somebody's like, well, somebody would have come in. So I sit there for fucking four hours <laughs> powering my stuff up. And nobody comes back in. Nobody comes back in. So I'm, I'm about to leave or it's time for me to leave or I don't know because I have something else to do or whatever. And it's like. Well, I take it. I mean, it, somebody left it, but if they knew where they left it or they were drunk when they left it or what the fuck. And then I look it up online a couple of days later. This is the most expensive and best power pack in the fucking universe. That's even right now is $90 on at, at uh, Best Buy for a new one. And this is slightly used. You can tell by a couple little nicks on it. This is fucking $90 power pack. Oh my God. So it's like I can survive in the wilderness, except for if I have to take a crap. But I guess I, could, I do have an emergency crap pack. I mean, I have a bucket and some water. Do I have toilet paper? <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I think. Oh, I think I do. Ugh. I don't know Emergency power, my emergency power pack is my toilet paper. <laughs> Maybe I thought I did. Okay, here you go. Yes, I do. <laughs> there it is. Oh, okay. All right, my emergency. Okay, okay. So, okay, okay. But the reason I turn this on, besides that, all that stuff, that was just introduction. I was watching, uh, it was really weird. Uh, it seemed like our entertainment in a way is skewed in, 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 in to the to the upper class let's say through the british and I, the king's speech it's a great movie king's the king's speech and then i actually did watch the fourth season entire eight or ten episodes of the crown which is something i never thought i ever watched but i, I watched the final season I heard it was really good, and I watched it. It was really good. Interesting to know about Prince Charles and Diana and stuff like that. Was, and then I watched, uh, what else did I watch? 
Well, I got, I do have another, okay, some of these uh, famous female authors, I don't know their names, but Emma and uh, Romancers, oh shit. Uh, little, okay, and then the other one, okay, the newer movie, Little Women, was remade from, um, and I re and then I looked it up, and, and the, the lady who wrote Little Women, which, like I said, I don't know her name, but it was written in six is eighteen sixty eight. It was written, and it was a story about these once again upper class, middle to upper class women who was an artist and a musician, and the 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 author and the playwright. And the girls and the women, I'm halfway through the movie, and it's like, gosh, this is a great movie. It's like, oh, gosh, uplifting. It's, just like, it's, it's like this worship, worshipness of upper-classness or middle-classness, upper-middle-classness. Even the, even, even the, 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 the movie, uh, Love Actually. Love Actually is a great movie. I love the Christmas movie. I'm thinking about Christmas movie because I just watched it kind of recently. And I have it saved on my phone. I do have it saved on my phone. So I'm just like, this is a perennial movie. You're just kind of an uplifting, heartwarming, romantic comedy about the prime minister and, uh, you know, and the, the chubby chick and the, and the, 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 the romance, the, the de-romance and the, and, the, and, the, and the sadness and the happiness and Christmas and New Year's. And, and then even my favorite movie, The Apartment. Now that, there we go. So now we're going down. 1960, The Apartment. 1960, Best Picture. Starring Jack Nicholson. No. Uh, Jack Lemmon and Shirley MacLaine. The young Shirley MacLaine. Short hair. And I had a crush on her for, for many years. Boy crushes. Oh, I just loved her and everything. She's so beautiful. And 1960. But this was... A movie made by Billy Wilder, who did other movies that were funny, and some like it hot. If you haven't heard of that, great movie, but a farce. This one was had drama, and it ended at New Year's, and it's my favorite New Year's movie. But I just kind of watched it recently, so I'm not going to watch it at New Year's Eve or anything. Today is for me Christmas Day. Okay, Christmas Day movie is Fools Rush In, but I can't watch that because I don't have it. But I, maybe I'll... That's a modern movie, but it's... Romantic comedies are always great. Okay, but everything is... What I was trying to say, and why I turned this on, so much of our media is skewed towards upper middle class... People with money, people who don't have to worry about their jobs. Like their jobs are, and there's, you know, wealth, the crown you're born into. You're born into being a billionaire. You're born into be Prince Charles, who is a billionaire and has security. As the head of state of the United Kingdom for his whole fucking life. And I'm worried about him. Oh, he doesn't really love 
Princess Diana. He loves this other girl who eventually, after Diana dies, marries. It's like, oh my God, I'm interested in that? And I go, yes, I am kind of interested in that. <laughs> that's that's my, kind of my entertainment. It's kind of like Little Women is an American version of... <sighs> that's fucking... And they're, oh, and the Little Women who are middle class daughters of an American officer during the Civil War, the neighbor is a richer, super rich guy with a plantation. They don't mention anything about slaves or anything. But this is the northern part of the country, I guess. Okay. Contrast. Well, I don't know if I could contrast. I, maybe I'll play in something. What's that supposed to be? Cars waiting outside. You will walk between us saying nothing. What are you talking about? Let's go. Let's go where? Who, who are you? Near Aaron Boyce, carrying concealed weapon. Just north by northwest. North by northwest was the uh, Alfred Hitchcock movie. Takes the upper class to like an extra step. What makes you think you have to conceal it? She might find the idea objective, objectionable. Then again, she might not. I think how lucky I am to have been seated here. Well, luck had nothing to do with it. Fate. I tipped the steward five dollars to seat you here if you should come in. I never discuss that on an empty stomach. You've already eaten. But you haven't. Don't you think it's time we were introduced? I'm Eve Kendall. I'm 26 and unmarried. Now you know everything. Tell me, what do you do besides lure men to their doom on the 20th Century Limited? I'm an industrial designer. Jack Phillips, Western Sales Manager for Kingby Electronics. No, you're not. You're Roger Thornhill of Madison Avenue, and you're wanted for murder on every front page in America. Don't be so modest. Oops. Oh, don't worry. I won't say a word. How come? I told you. It's a nice face. Is that the only reason? It's going to be a long night. 
true? I don't particularly like the book I've started. You know what I mean? Uh, let me think. Yes, I know exactly what you mean. society okay take it from this other perspective other perspective perspective of the poor take it from the perspective of the poor take it from the perspective of the homeless Take it from the perspective is, hey, I I don't want to be poor. I want to have a job. I want to I want to be productive in society. I really do. Take it from the perspective of the homeless people that I meet, ninety nine percent of them, which I do meet, usually at bus stops, and hang out with maybe once in a while. Got drunk with Chuck. Chuck. The nice guy, Chuck, who says he was at Woodstock, is in his 70s, who gets Social Security once a month, who supports his homeless sister, who's like 10 years younger than him, with booze, and it's like, and he's a quintessential, perfect-looking guy in his 70s, skinny, who can get a ton of money just holding up a sign just says, help me. Or please help, you know. Now, he's a nice guy who drinks, which is okay, and he feeds cats and sports his sister. And he, and he had his phone stolen from him. It's like he bought it. He, and he knows the guy who stole the phone because that guy, fucking asshole guy, Stole his phone right out of his hand. It was the same guy who a week later said, can I, can I borrow your phone? I got to make a phone call. And I said, I don't do that. And then a week later, Chuck lets him, Chuck is holding his brand new phone because he got his social security check because his phone was stolen like five times in the past. And this guy just grabs it out of his hand and just runs with it. Shit, and he's the he, and he's the he's the crack addict who's selling crack to the chick who I was trying I was just talking to who I'm slightly becoming friends with who likes to read books who just happens to be at the bus stop and 
she pushes a cart and people give her money and give her food and I've given her food and this and that. And, and then she says that he tried to, well, she, she took a hit, so she owed him five bucks for a blowjob. And she got mad at me because she gave me a dollar because she was going to contribute to a $3 bottle of wine. And she wanted her $3 back, wanted her dollar back. And I said, I, I said, I threw down 79 cents out of my pocket. I said, fuck you. And they all hate me now. Talk about fucking drama. It's not my cup of tea, but it is something that is real. Upper class, bullshit, bus stop, bullshit, too. How can you live in peace? Guess what? I have been living in peace. I have and I do live in peace. I have my spot. Now, there was a dog that came over here. This guy's walking the dog. The walk over here, I just kind of flipped my hand a little bit real quick. The dog ran away, and the guy called the dog back. Guy doesn't know I'm back here. Whatever, I'm off the trail a little bit, but not too much. I can be found. I always take everything that I absolutely want that I could survive without. I just take it with me. All the rest could be destroyed. It's It's okay. But there is a huge difference between being upper class, you know, fantasy-wise, reading those old famous novels and Pride and Prejudice and all that, and listen, watching The Crown, which is good entertainment. But there's the... That's the totally other side of being homeless and, 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 and being around homeless people. Now, I also, I also have to say, and I, I did record this eight times, but, but I keep deleting my recordings and not posting them. But it's okay because a lot of it's personal therapy and I re-listen to it sometimes. But I don't know if I'm going to post this or not. But I, when I was, at, after one year in jail, I did, they, they, put me on probation and they said you have to do treatment and I did nine months of treatment at, a, at, a, at a, one of the best treatment facilities in, in Omaha Nebraska where you have to you kind of, you have to work and you work two days on two days off pretty much is the way or I think that's kind of the, was it the way it was yeah, I think it was Two days yeah, two days on, two days off. And that's a pretty good schedule. Two days on, two days off. And it could be an eight-hour day or it could be a 16-hour day. It didn't matter. Two days on, two days off. And you and, and I was a work as a kitchen. I started out as a dishwasher. And you know, you work your way in the kitchen, you get do some prep and you learn and you and then eventually kind of cook and you know, be a cook and but I never became a sense of manager because the manager was an actual real manager. And then I had to turn him in because he was fucking bullshitting shit. And my assistant manager was bullshitting shit, so I had to turn them in. It's like, what? I, did they get, think it was normal to turn it in? Because, no, it's because of the morality of it. 
they're fucking saying they're sober and 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 normal, but they're immoral in their actions. I took the upper higher ground, and I got penalized for it because they dumped me off on the staff desk. Well, you know, on the staff desk where I really didn't want to work, but then I worked my way up with the three three. Three days I was a staff manager, basically running the whole homeless shelter for 200 men. And then, then the managers and the managers of the managers were fucking, fucking things up too, to the point where I didn't just like straight up turn them in, but I did, I held my ground. Helicopter. It's not Trump. Okay, and then it's like I said, it wasn't to me. It was a drama. To me, it was morality. And and then we, and, and since I was assigned a counselor who was a great guy, counselor Bob, who I could probably call and talk to in now, but I don't have his phone number, and he doesn't work for the organization anymore. So I probably can never. And he's twenty years older than me, former priest, Catholic priest, and uh, teacher. But a counselor, and everybody loved him, you know. And he was a great guy, and he he recognized me and liked me and and uh, supported me and helped me. And uh, but he was the only one who really did. And maybe I do. I had two friends, maybe there, who did support me and this and that. But fuck, you deal with addicts in treatment. God, they're so everybody's so self-centered. Everybody's so self-centered, and almost all of them relapse. Almost all the assistant managers relapsed. Assistant manager was like the ultimate, the pinnacle of achievement. Where you would actually get paid. And and when I became assistant manager, you get fucking $360 a month. And with no taxes out, no, no child support out. And... Then things kind of started to change under new management. And a lot of that was my influence, where the managers of the managers of the managers had to take responsibility. And it happened on my watch. Now, there is a, I was influential on that. It didn't all happen because of me, but it happened. And it happened. So, but the thing is, when, I'm, when I was assistant manager of the homeless shelter of like 200 beds, it was like 250 beds, shit. And then people, and and there was six assistant managers because of shifts. Like I said, two days on, two days off, which sounds great. That's that's perfect. And I didn't have to come in to, when I was staff, you had to come in at 6 a.m. But if you're assistant manager, you come in at 8 a.m. Well, wow, that's that's a promotion. It was like, and you get to, yeah, and you get to sit in the office and, bullshit for an hour or two once in a while, you know, when nobody wants you. As soon as you get a call or a buzzer on your beeper or whatever, you got to, you know, take care of business, which is basically either calling the police or somebody's selling crack outside or meth or there's a drunk two blocks away and you got to basically drag him in and put him on a mat
that was an open shoulder. They didn't, you don't have to. But there was a guy. Fuck, the first day I walked in there when I was homeless, when I when I went in there, because I didn't go in originally as part of the treatment. I walk in as fucking asshole. Well, I found out who was, found out later, found out later. Fucking 50-year-old, 55-year-old fucking ass dick. Fucking asshole. Where everybody knew he would like, like people would have to bribe him to get a bed or like a lower bunk or something. What a, and there's other things that he did too. And it's like, oh my God. And he's, how many, how many times I had to complain to the managers before he got fired? And then I find out all the other times that other people turned him in and he never got fired. And he was not in the program. He was just an employee. Never got fired. But he finally got fired because of me. And I fuck, I was so glad for it. So I wasn't going to work with that. Somebody's like a guard at the door who was a fucking dick who was taking money as a bribe to, to get, a, get a guy on a lower bunk or something. Or to get in a bed for his on the floor. There's the floor is the whole kitchen. When the kitchen's cleaned out and you move the tables and chairs, that's where the, the extra people sleep. When the bunks, the, the, the bunks are full. What if? Okay. Do you, do you understand? I'm. Do you okay? Do you understand the extent of my experience? This is well beyond. My 20 years experience working with special ed kids and my master's degree in behavioral disorders and certification in learning disabilities and behavioral disorders in many states, which is revoked because of my fucking jaw, jail time. So for me, on Christmas Day, Merry Christmas. But guess what? I'm at peace. I'm happy. Well, not completely happy, but happy when I have at least one bottle of wine at the end of the day. It's the equivalent of like five beers. It's that. And food, I have food, I have food stamps. Makes it easy, it's, it's just easy. I'm not suffering, but I just predict that if I survive, if I don't die of liver or kidney disease, my lungs are clean, I don't smoke. Found this umbrella, really nice one. Brand new, it seems like. Found this power pack, seems brand new to me. I can survive here. God, this, why did I turn this on? I myself, just want to self-aggrandize myself? What, I'm so great? No, I... Okay, when it comes back to it, I'm the perfect 
advocate for the homeless, in a way. I am the perfect advocate of, you know, the, the ladies who are at the bus stop who one of them said, well, this other guy tried to rape me last night and he's selling her crack the next day. Shit, fuck. I hear these stories and it's like, I think about, like I said, Chuck. Chuck who says he went to Woodstock, I believe him. Says he went to Yale, I believe him. Because part of it is we can have an intellectual conversation. We can joke, yeah, I'm, I got, ah, yeah, I was a history, political science degree in, in University of Nebraska. And you went to Yale and went to Woodstock. But the thing is, he backs it up with his knowledge, and I get, it's like I said, everything he says, and he's the only friendly guy there is. If I asked, when I asked him once, can I have 75 cents? He gave me 75 cents. <laughs> Quintessential homeless guy who's like the nicest guy in the world who takes care of the pets, and but, but he has to take care of his sister, who's, who's a, definitely a the vodka addict. <laughs> and I don't know. It's like I it's like I know too much sometimes. It's like I know too much. But I am the perfect I have the perfect ability to run a classroom, but because of my felony, I could never get a job working with kids again, but I could work with adults, maybe in a homeless shelter, but I don't have any ties or homeless shelter here is horrible, run by absolute dickheads, because I was there a couple times, it's like, oh my gosh, it's so much worse here. There's going to be so much more. There's going to be so much more homelessness. I can foresee it. There's going to be so much more of the homeless moving out to the suburbs, holding up signs on every corner. I can see it. I can foresee it. It's it's happening. It's happening. It was happening even in Omaha a little bit before I moved here to Miami. And, Okay. Let's okay. Let me find a clip or something.
Signing off.